Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome back to another Marvel episode. This one will actually be really fun, specifically because we're actually going to talk about Marvel this time. <laughs> oh, that's right. We like barely, barely dipped a toe into just comic books in general. Well, so I, I'm the expert. Uh, Aaron, that's, that's me. Yeah. And e- Eli was the amateur and Joe knew nothing. Eli didn't get to talk like at all because everything he prepared was like <laughs> 17,000 after everything I prepared. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aaron barely gets to the 1930s and Eli's like, I started in the 1930s. Uh, he was like, let me go over the history of illustrated works. Um, <laughs> illustrated works. <laughs> yeah, so Before comics come around. Yeah, because, you know. You, you you can't not talk about Greece and well we're not going to talk about him right now. Well, no, nope, yeah, about go this. back go to the last one yeah. if you want that one. <laughs> yeah, because right now we're going to be in the golden age of comics, right, Aaron? Yes. So the golden age of comics started in 1939. So the first like official comic came out in 1938. That was a DC comic. A lot of you guys will know the main character. That was when Superman, like the first Superman comic came out. Mm-hmm. A year later is when Marvel released uh, their competition, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a couple wait, important... Wait. So I, I've got a question here. Like, what what started these two different companies, right? So you have DC. So it is, uh, we're going to do this. DC, then... I, I don't remember what they were named originally, but you have to keep in mind, they weren't dc and marvel originally okay so they were marvel was timely they were so they were companies putting out marvel's company was called timely timely okay uh that was timely released in 1938 uh, and we talked about this in the last episode just a year before uh no so in 1939 excuse me marvel released in 1939 their their first comic um, and it was Marvel Comic Number One, so they, they they were named timely at the time, and the comic was Marvel Comic One. The characters okay. in it, we talked about this at the end of the last episode. Uh, the two main ones that people might know are Submariner or Submariner, if you're wrong, mm-hmm. um, and the Human Torch. Yeah. One fun fact I learned about the Human Torch when he was originally written, he was an android created by a scientist. Oh, really? So he's not actually a human. So he's called the Human Torch. 
but he's an android. <laughs> he's like, I, I'm a human. No, yeah, no. Uh, don't don't ask twice. So the humanoid torch. I'm one of you people. Yes, humanoid torch. <laughs> or, you know, if you Descartes, I think therefore I am. He's like, I'm just like you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so that's what started that. I don't know what the name of DC was. I do have a really fun fact about Superman. I sent this to Eli at like two in the morning on Wednesday or something. Uh, Superman was sold and bought for hundred and thirty dollars mm-hmm. uh, at the time. Like I don't remember well, still, why it was. It was, it was I, around I mean, like thirty nine. That's, that's a good so like, chunk of change for two kids. No, it was. It was not a good chunk of change. the The amount of money is. $2,300 now. Right. That's uh, the, Superman is worth $2,300, folks. <laughs> what? There's a reason Batman is the wealthy one and Superman has to go to him for toys. <laughs> <laughs> he is worth $2,300 after you convert it. It's when he was originally sold. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> Superman is not that rich, guys. It's a poor farmer. Anyways, that's DC. So that's not Marvel. So we don't want to confuse people. DC and Marvel are in competition with each other. They're the two big uh, heads mm-hmm. in the industry uh, yeah. for, for comics. So we're going to dive back into Marvel. So the golden era started in 1939. Right. And and this is like during the war, right? No. So- well, uh, America's not in the war. The right? war, America joined the war in 41, right? Yeah, 41. So 30, so... Uh, 39 um, is when the Germans uh, invade Poland. Uh, but yeah, America won't actually okay. join the war till 41. Joe is oh. not the expert on Marvel, but he is the expert on history. He <laughs> he wrote some books, like espionage books, uh, around that time period, right? Yeah, I did. The mm-hmm. Skyfall series. Yep, that's the series. So the first Captain America issue came out in 1941. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if you guys saw the Captain America movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but there's a part where he's selling bonds and like the whole skit is him punching Hitler in the jaw. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what was on the cover of the first ever Captain America uh, what? comic? Captain America punching Hitler in the mouth. <laughs> That's the picture. So they're paying homage to the original comic in that movie. Nice. Which I thought was just a really, really cool thing they did. And most people don't know that unless they listen to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I imagine they've got like comic book scholars working at Disney on this stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, one day we'll be those people. So, <laughs> you know, you know what will happen is those comic book scholars are eventually just going to start listening to the floor. So they won't have to do as much legwork. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just going to be listing off some of the characters that are introduced. So it's between 1939 and 1949 or 56, depending on who you ask. And we will get back into that in a little bit. I was going to say, what ends this golden age? But I assume you're going to get to that. Yes. So actually, I'll get into the characters after we talk more about the golden age. So the golden age was the creation of over 100 characters during that time period. So in 10 years, they've created over 100 characters. That's what the golden age is. It's the creation of so many different characters, so many different backstories, so many different people that you can just wait. But like, I, role models. I thought what would make it with the golden age was just that they were selling really well and, and doing. Yes, everything. that's why they're selling so well. They're this that's is why the they're creation making period. so many. Because they're making they, so they, many unique ones. They're trying so many different things. Because now, after selling well, yeah. 
So between 50 and 56, they create about eight new characters. So between 39 and 49, they've created over 100. Yeah, so it's grown quite a bit. They're getting a lot of the big names into these industries that'll stick around. Some some big names. Mm -hmm. Um, Stanley comes around during the Silver Age, actually. Oh, yeah, he didn't show up yet. He's he's early 60s. Okay. So um, Silver Age, no, excuse me, Golden Age, people say, a lot of people will argue and debate that it ended when they stopped creating a lot of characters. So during that 50 to 56, it's like a lull in creation. And there's only like three or just a handful of heroes that stick around after that, right? Some, yeah. I mean, some stick around. There's there's not a lot of figurehead heroes that stuck around. Let's put it that way. We'll go through the iconic ones that I knew that I think a lot of people would know or be familiar with. Right. But the reason I'm saying this is the Silver Age starts in 56. The Golden Age is argued that it ends in 49 or 56 because during between 49 and 56, since there's not a lot of creation of new characters, they're saying – well, there wasn't a lot of like new ideas or new characters. That's not really golden. So that's kind of a lull. Oh, okay. So you can argue the golden age lasted till 56 or it ended in 49 because what happened during 49 to 56 just wasn't good enough to be considered part. I see. Which I, see. I thought was just really, really interesting. So you can kind of debate it with your friends if you want to. Mm-hmm. So let's go through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really confusing. I thought it was just fun. Let's go through the iconic characters from the Golden Age, and then we'll take a break. Okay. So Black Widow was mm-hmm. created then, but this is not our Black Widow. This was a medium, or what are, what are those called? Sears? Uh, Clairvoyance, mediums. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yes, who was murdered, and she becomes Satan's ambassador was kind of her thing. <laughs> and her name was Clairvoyant, or <laughs> uh, for you English or Americans, you would call her Clairvoyant. Uh-huh. Clairvoyant, yeah. Clairvoyant, yeah. yes, exactly. Um, Voyant, Captain Bucky. Clairvoyant. Yeah. <laughs> Just Voyant. like James Claire. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, very much a play on words there, for sure. I mean, that was something like just with comic books they did all the time. They were yeah. really good at puns back in the day. I was actually talking to Drew, one of our patrons, because he was helping me. He's actually the one who wanted me to do Marvel, so he requested this. So right. if you're enjoying the Marvel episodes, make sure you mentally thank Drew. Wait, mm-hmm. hang on. We uh, I, I didn't even know this was a was a Patreon request. Yeah, well, I told you he asked me in person, not well, over Discord, not in person. But he asked me over Discord versus asking me or like messaging you. Okay. Because we were just talking. He wanted to hear about Venom. And I was like, I can't just do an episode on Venom. I got to do the whole Marvel Universe. You got to walk through. Yep. And so, so we were talking about that. And he was the one who was like, her name is actually Clairvoyant, not Clairvoyant, Aaron. <laughs> He's okay. It's your English language over here. But anyways, obviously, Cap and Bucky came around that time. We talked about Cap already. Um, the Falcon, Carl Burgess. So the Falcon is not the Falcon we see in the newer iterations. This guy has yeah. no superpowers. And that's about it. He's just it? called the Falcon, and I thought that was ironic. This is the Falcon and Dove, right? No, this is just, from what I saw, it was just the Falcon. There might be a Dove, too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a duo. 
Fox. So okay. the, the it won, the Falcon was war. The dove was peace. Oh, interesting. And, and so they would fight together kind of, you know, and do well together because Falcon is very aggressive and the dove is very, you know, more let's find the diplomatic way around this. And, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Before we go any deeper, uh, let's get ready for a break. Tell me what's coming after the break. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to wrap up the iconic heroes that were in uh, the golden era. And then we're going to be transitioning into the silver era. Okay. Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. Doom Patrol comes out June 1963. X-Men comes out that September. So a lot of these guys, you know, they, they knew each other. They're working in the same industry. I, ideas were getting shared back and forth. And it's pretty obvious that the, the X-Men was a copy of Doom Patrol. Whoa. So in, in Doom Patrol, you have the chief called Niles Calder. And in X-Men, you have Professor X, Charles Xavier. Both of them are in wheelchairs. Whoa. <laughs> um, uh, both of them live in a mansion full of misfit humans that are trying to figure out how to use their powers and become better. And, you know, uh, one's a school, one is more this. All right, we are back. We've been getting deep into what the golden age was and how there were all these characters that were coming along and uh, Marvel and DC become the two mega corporations in the comic book world. Um, and uh, I looked it up on a break. I'm thinking of Hawk and Dove, not Falcon. Okay. So, that, so that, Hawk and Dove is different. That's totally fine. I don't know. That that actually makes more sense because they're called Warhawks, right? Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 So so the Falcon Carl Burgess is I only wrote him in here is because he is in what I think to be the precursor to the Falcon we know, who fought with Cap and everything. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Red Skull uh, appeared in this. Ah. So he was actually in Captain America comics number one in March 1941. So he was in the first Captain America comic. Okay. They actually had Hercules in the golden era. So they are now expanding into Greek mythology, becoming a part of the Marvel universe, even early on. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Jack Frost 
Uh, he was in 1941. This one I think you guys will think is hilarious. The Ghost of Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they really were just like trying anything. Here's a fairy tale. Here's a piece from mythology. Here's one we just made up. Here's an historical figure. <laughs> so the, I was wow. actually talking to Drew again about this one. This one's really interesting because the Ghost of Benjamin Franklin actually lives with De- Deadpool now. And most people know Deadpool from the movie that came out. Yeah. And some people believe as a fan theory that <clears throat> he is the sanity in Deadpool's mind because Deadpool has three different personalities, three different like people in his brains or whatever. And Benjamin so one of the theories, Franklin's ghost is Benjamin, the sanity. Yeah. Okay. That's the theory. <laughs> and, which I and, thought was just amazing. Like, where do people come up with that and where do i read it so is it called jack frost or is that somebody else those, those that's someone else so jack okay. frost i put in there because jack frost is like heard about as like the you know the winter character whether he's the snowman or the killer from that one movie or whatever right. jack frost has been actually around in marvel for a while since 1941 and then the ghost of benjamin franklin <laughs> uh, something completely different and that the was ghost 1943 of, still just hilarious. the ghost of benjamin franklin was a marvel hero that's so crazy exactly <laughs> and then the last one that was in the golden era that i thought was important was vision oh yeah um wow in parentheses the name was uh arakus or arrakis which I thought was really interesting because it sounded like the Dune planet. Uh-huh. Although this Dune would have been pre Dune, right? I guess. Oh, so you're saying the- Herbert stole that from Vision? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's some, that's a strong like, accusation, man. Well, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, that's basically what I have for the Golden Age. Do you guys have any thoughts, questions? I know I just dumped a lot on you. I think that's for Joe. I've been going over some of this stuff. No. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we, we have the iconic characters come out of the golden age we remember, but uh, yeah, the Jack Frost, Hercules, and Ghost of Benjamin Franklin are, are some funny, funny additions to that list. There. <laughs> iconic additions, excuse me. <laughs> They're not iconic. These are heroes who didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> and so, again, just like anything in history, I'm seeing a lot of like disparity. And what people believe when the Silver Age started. So in 1950s, DC, which is not Marvel, DC started releasing comics through 1955. Um, and they they started being really successful because there was a lull, as I've said before, in like comics not just being made, but also being bought. And so comics were kind of not as interesting to buy around the 1950 mark until DC started releasing stuff. And so DC made some changes to their character archetype, specifically going from just the straight job, black and white, simple do-getter heroes, um, and uh, transitioning some of their heroes to more that superheroes who are fighting supervillains. They have complex themes, and they also have like inner demons they're also fighting with as well. This like a, the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah, so originally, Batman was very, very just straight laced, just a detective with you know a mask and cape. He was not because he came out in Detective Comics. It was 
39. It was, it was early 40s if it wasn't in the late 30s. Right. Um, so and, and during that period, he was straight-laced. And so the Dark Knight transition, yes, something like that. They also released uh, some other characters, but they were just transitioning the style of their writing from I'm going to punch you in the mouth because you are a bad guy to, well, you know, maybe you're not all bad or maybe I'm not all good. You know, that complex Mm -hmm. thing you're seeing in heroes now, that is what started to unfold in the silver age. And that's what people think is what started the silver age. This is when, this is when Batman developed his brooding. That, that he started does. to like that uh-huh. hit. Yeah. No, he's not like a heavy brooder yet, but that's that's when you see not just really simple characters. For instance, Captain America is truth, justice, and the American way. Like that's what does that even mean? That's super basic, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Captain America is just a, a basic white girl. Like he likes his Uggs and he likes his pumpkin spice. At least the original one was. <laughs> more more. More goody-goody two-shoes than uh, what we have today. Yes, so there was more depth is what they started adding, and that's what transitioned out of that lull that you saw after the Golden Age. Oh, because, I mean, I mean, how many how many times can you roll the dice and be like, this is a good guy and you're a bad guy, right? <laughs> like, yeah, so it's, is he a good guy? And that's when you start seeing just that really interesting dynamic. Yeah. And that's when comics started taking off again. So they took off really well during the war and after they hit a lull. And then around the 50s, 56 is when most people say is when Silver Age officially started. But you could say as early as 50 because that's when DC started releasing the comics that started changing that. Hmm. Okay. Is it uh, – yeah. I, well, and I think almost you, you see like a, the, the concept of growing up on comics because – there, like, there are some things you will watch and read as a kid, and then you go back as an adult and be like, oh, this isn't that good. But it's not that it's not good. It's that when it's targeted at that younger audience, they tend to have much simpler themes, and good and evil is far more black and white. And as you grow up and experience the world, that feels too simplistic. And so you want a little more muddy gray in your stories for them mm-hmm. to feel real enough, right? And Seriously. So- and so the stories that have that, that you enjoyed as a kid, you can still enjoy as an adult. But those that don't, it's not that they, they don't age well, it's that you aged out of them, right? And so I think what you had is a lot of people who were really young getting into comics, and they started growing up. And then as the new comics were sticking with that black and white model, they're like, eh, maybe this isn't for me anymore, until they started making things a little grittier. Well, and then it's like, oh, yeah, these are getting good again. Do you want to know something really funny? Well, you might not find it funny because I know you hate Star Wars, but most people find this funny is when the TV show, The Clone Wars came out, the first season was targeted at kids because it's a cartoon TV show. The problem was it came out like 10 years after like the prequels came out. So all of the Star Wars fans who were fans as kids grew up into teens and young adults. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they realized nobody liked that first season. They were like, okay, we need to change the way this show progresses. So season two and on gets pretty dark and touches on very dark themes because that's who they were targeting. They're like, Oh, our, our fans aren't kids. That's not who's watching it. We can't <laughs> yeah. make a kid's show for adults. Like, yes. <laughs> so well, and there, there, occasionally there's, there are stories that walk that fine line, but, True. Uh, 
Yeah. True. So, so actually I, f- I forgot to bring this up. So a lot of people will say that DC comics showcase number four initiated the beginning of the silver age, because that is when you introduce the flash uh, two iterations of the flash. So you get Jay Garrick and Barry Allen. Barry Allen is the one most people know. Jay yep. Garrick is the older version from a different uh, timeline or different multiverse, depending on. And he's the one who's wearing like the helmet with the wings on it. Yes. He yeah, wears yeah. like a metal helmet that looks like it's from the 1600s or whatever. And then it has little wings on it. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing that the silver era took um, and ran with it, this is the first like transitioning. So golden era, again, recap, created a lot of hero- heroes and had a lot of different ideas, but they didn't really flesh anything out. Silver era, they started creating more complex characters as well as they started creating teams. Well, and, and I think. Oh, something, interesting. Okay. I think something we should uh, uh, mention here is uh, the comics code of authority or CCA. Um, that was established in 1954. And this was something where uh, we had told you in the last episode, how there were a bunch of those really dark comics that were coming out. Um, you know, they had like, oh, they were like really like, dark. Like there was a guy dumping a beheaded well, woman down. in a sewer. Let's that's, calm down. But the yes, cover, there was. It was just right? all over the place. And and so there was a big movement against comics and being like, you guys need to get a handle on your comics. And so they created this organization, and and pretty much uh, DC and Marvel pretty much just adhered to that. And so, uh, you know, uh, when when Aaron's saying they're getting like a little bit darker here and Joe's like, oh, yeah, I think that, you know, these people are growing up. There's a whole movement of being like you're 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 corrupting children. There's a book that was written called Seduction of the Innocent, which was a big part of it. Uh, somebody wrote a book saying that comics are just corrupting children. So, so basically what ended up happening is they had these really, really dark comics. And so DC and Marvel created the opposite, these really, really innocent ones that were like, obviously, these are just for kids. But eventually people got bored of them and there was that lull. And then so they wanted to start making something slightly darker, but they didn't want the their fans' parents to, you know, reprimand them and yell at them. So is that kind of when 1954 is when that almanac or guide came out? Uh huh. Yeah, they had things like you know you, you can't write horror or terror in your title. You can't show drugs. You can't show nudity okay. or anything suggesting to any of these subjects. Uh, you have to draw females realistically. You can't exaggerate them. Okay, right? so this is this is when they like. So a lot of people can argue 1950 uh, is when the Silver Age started because that's when DC started releasing stuff. 1954. Uh, because that's when they released the rules and regulations uh, mm-hmm. for comics. 1956, because that's when DC released their uh, showcase number four, which is the one with Barry Allen and Jay Garrick, which was a very unique one. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. And uh, what are we talking about next time, Aaron? Okay, real quick. I'm going to rush through this. Stan Lee joined the team. In the Silver Age, we're going to be talking about the Bronze Age next time. But let's okay. let's just recap real quick, and you know, a minute, just real quick. So, 
the X-Men were a team that were started in the Silver Age. Avengers was a team that started in the Silver Age. Um, yeah, because you mentioned teams, okay? Exactly. Um, Marvel Boy was Marvel's iteration of Shazam. So Shazam was uh, DC's like number one for a while, uh, even better than Superman. He was also called Captain Marvel at the time. Um, I just thought that was interesting to note. Spider-Man created in 62, uh, obviously because Stanley joined. Iron Man, a, a bunch of others that we're not going to get into. And Gray Hulk, because when they made Hulk, Gray Hulk. They, they didn't print it outright. So instead of having him be a color, he just it came out as gray. So they, they changed him to green, obviously, to make him pop. But initially, he was gray. Just in our next of a episode, printing error. That's exactly. Well, in our he, next episode. I've got we, so many corrections on this. We're not skipping the Silver Age. We're going back in the Silver Age next Wait, time. Why, what corrections do you have? We will cover right. that next time. Okay, yeah, fine. Over the clock, boys. You are done. <laughs> <laughs> next time, we're going to be talking about the Silver Age a bit. And then Bronze Age, as well as catching up to present day. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. You've been floored. Now go floor your friends. Do it. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah. And if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends, uh, like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes and we actually started a discord. So come play with us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. (laughs) Yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there. And each week... We add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.